Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week 22 done. Game week 23 is what we're prepping for. Jake's birthday week, ladies and gentlemen. It was his birthday yesterday. We've got more on that to come. A quality game week for both of the hosts. Uh, it's been some time since we've been able to say that, so we're both happy about it. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Uh, ready ready for another day. Just woke up, got my coffee. I'm good. Yeah, we both are kind of on weird schedules. It's um, it's 8 p.m. for me right now, so it's 6 p.m. for you. You're working nights, so you just woke up, right? Yep. yep. And I have this weird schedule where I worked the full day today. I have to go in for work at 1.30 a.m. I work for like about five hours. I come home. I sleep for a few hours, and then I have to go back to work for like another mini shift. It sucks, but between all that... We are getting the pod in. We're excited about it. A lot of stuff to cover this week, including some chip strategy stuff that we're going to hit up on. A quick refresher on XG and XA. Uh, We have a lot of questions from people about United, about City, about Spurs. Um, A little bit of wildcard questions. Uh, So a lot of stuff to cover this week. Uh, I think we should get right into it. Jake, how was your birthday yesterday? Uh, aside from working, uh, it was it was good. It was a good day. So you had your first league match of the season, didn't you? Yeah, a little disappointing in the result, but not bad play. We lost lost by one, three to two. So yeah. Uh, what what position did you play most of the match? Uh, I played center back. You lost three two. So you what did you get? Did you get any yellow cards or no? Uh, no, but I wasn't on the pitch for two of the goals against us. So actually, but that doesn't. Yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter in the overall result. Result, but it makes me feel better about myself. I guess I would say. So what did you get? You is that what is that? One or two points that uh, you got? We got zero points. So no, but I mean you, like as a player, an FPL player, oh, you got two FPL points, point? right? Because uh, no, I guess it would be zero, right? No, because you get it's minus one because you had two goals conceded. Yeah, so in, in two two points for minutes played, so you're at you're at one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I I guess like it it's weird because we can sub off and come back on, which you can't really do in FPL. So I don't know how that would work out, but whatever. Hmm. So. Okay. Well, you're about a one point defender in my eyes, anyways. Wow. Thanks. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to start the pot off. Just kind of top of the pod here. Uh, a, a quick rant. Do you mind if I go for it? No, I could use a good rant today. Okay, it's kind of a rant, but uh, I was talking with a few people on Twitter about this, and it kind of got me thinking about it. And I'm just quick background of the story. So uh, Adam Hopcroft, who is is really to this point in the in the season, there's like only three or four accounts that I even look at anymore. So Ben Dinnery, the injury guy, uh, Ben Krellen, I think is his last name, is the the double game week blank game week guy who we'll talk about in a minute, and uh, Adam Hopcroft, and and Adam is just. I don't know. He just posts kind of interesting things on Twitter. He never gets in people's face about anything. He just likes to present stats and like present ideas and then let people talk about them. And he sometimes listens to the pod. I think he's a semi-regular listener. And he wrote in a question and then responded after the podcast like, hey, um, thanks for answering my question. And I responded to Adam. Uh, yeah, Adam, we didn't really answer your question. We kind of danced around it. Because he had asked about premium forwards, and this was last week. And I think, Jake, I don't know if you remember, but you and I had said, uh, you know, if you have a premium forward like Kane or Obama Man, probably worth just hanging on to. Like, he's he's probably not a problem on your team right now. Uh, but if you don't have him, maybe you shouldn't be going out of your way to, like, bring him in. So we didn't really give, like, a straight-up answer about premium forwards. Like, yes, you should have them, or no, you can't. Um, but... I kind of like, it got me thinking a little bit, and Adam didn't seem to have a problem with that, but it got me thinking a little bit, and we get like a lot of questions from people uh, about like what we should do with our teams. For example, people DM me their teams all the time. I love that. They like send me their teams. They're like, hey, what do I do? Um, And if you've ever had that experience with me, very rarely do I say to people like, you have to do this. You have to switch this guy for this guy. Uh, Because I don't really think that that's our job as like podcast hosts to do that. I don't know if, if you agree with me or not, Jake, but, but my thought is like, 
and this is the teacher in me, but like my thought is that this is about inquiry education, like help people come to their own conclusions, present some data for them, present a point of view, but don't force things down their throat. Get them thinking about different ideas or different approaches or different things so that ultimately they become better at playing the game uh, rather than just getting straight up answers. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's it's funny um, because my job is a little bit similar even as a doctor, often I, as a veterinarian more, I struggle with a lot of people who have financial concerns. Um, you know, things things come in on emergency and they can't pay for all the tests. I can't just be like, oh, it's a, it's a person. We need to do all these things. Uh, it costs a lot of money. So often... So you kill the animals. No, no. Often I'm like, hey, this is what I think is going on or this is the prognosis usually, uh, this is what I would fully recommend, this is kind of the middle road plan, this is kind of the, the low road plan, you know, whatever you, you can you can do, let's do that. Yeah, I totally think so. And, and so I just, I wanted to kind of start the podcast with that because sometimes like our friends will joke with us like, oh, great advice that you gave us on the podcast. And I'm trying to get to the point where like we're not necessarily telling people exactly how to play the game, just giving some like ideas about different approaches or a, a general strategy that you might want to use. Um, hopefully that like by listening to the podcast, you then walk away with like a better understanding of how to be more successful playing the game. And then you can make your own decisions on, on what you want to do. Um, so anyways, uh, that's my little, my little rant kind of on that note, uh, just on uh, speaking of kind of like Twitter and things like that, uh, I I've been trying to follow everybody back. So like a lot of people have been following us for a long time and have been liking our stuff and retweeting and commenting and DMing us. And so I'm trying to like make sure we follow everyone back because what I didn't realize this, but like if you don't follow people and they reply to you, sometimes Twitter doesn't give you a notification that that person talked to you. And it wasn't that I'm trying to be like snooty or like nose in the arrow. I don't follow people like some Twitter accounts are. I just literally forgot. So sorry to everybody if I wasn't. And uh, if I'm still not, you can like call me out on it. It's fine. I will uh, I will follow you um, because I want to make sure that we, we have that community and that base of people to talk to. Okay, moving forward. Sorry, I've got a lot of stuff to get off my chest here, Jake. Um uh, FPL Bofin and FPL Jim had a little convo on Twitter, and Jim kind of handled it uh, for us, explaining to Bofin exactly what XG is. He had just said, like, explain XG like you would to a child. Uh, and so Great I thought question. this was, uh, yes, it's the perfect, it's the perfect uh, explanation for for us, a perfect situation, because um, I think we can role play it, Jake. Um, so obviously you would be the child due to your IQ. And um, and I would be the adult. So I want you to be pretend to be a child right now and oh. ask the question. Okay. Uh, excuse me, Mister Ryan. Uh, how does XG work? I just I don't understand it. You shouldn't be talking to strangers, kid. Oh, oh, okay. But are you gonna answer my question or? What did I say? Leave me alone. Okay, that's the end of the the role play. Uh. <laughs> xg as you would do a child um i guess if if i was going to explain explain xg to a child um i would say i would put a ball down i would i would be out on a pitch and i would put a ball down um on like the six yard box uh right in the center of the goal and i would say to the kid um do you think you can make it from here and the kid would probably say jake yeah, Mr. Ryan, I think I can score from here. Okay, can you stop? Can you stop with the voice, Jake? It's creeping me out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I can <laughs> score from here. Okay, so you would and then I'd say, "Okay, go ahead and kick it." And you you'd kick it and you would score, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so then we'd do it again and 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 we'd do it again and I'd say, "Okay, let's say I I say, "Okay, let's do it 10 times." You kick it from there 10 times. And let's say 9 times you make it and on the 10th time you you accidentally kick the grass because you're not the best football player, which is true. You kick the grass and you just kind of stub your toe and you miskick the ball and it just kind of rolls two feet and then stops. Okay. So what we would say then is from that point on the pitch, you have an expected goal percentage of 90% or 0.9. So 0.9, it would be your expected goal from that point on the pitch. Now that's the most simple 
simple way we could explain it. Different models then add all sorts of different things into the equation. So some of the models might add um, uh, the, the angle that the ball is coming in. Some models might add the surface that the player uses to strike the ball, whether it's their head, their, their foot, their thigh, their chest. Uh, some models might take into account the position of defenders uh, or the type of service that's sent in, whether that service is on the ground or in the air. So there's, there's, it becomes very complicated at that point. But the most basic understanding is um, from where a ball is struck on the pitch, what is the chance that it's, it's going to go in? And that data comes from uh, years and years and years of shots and goal conversion rate data that is plugged and chugged into an equation. Does that make sense? Yeah, thanks, Mr. Ryan. That's great. I don't like what's happening right now, Jake. <laughs> I had I to do really it one more don't. time. All right, I'm done. I'm done. Child's voice going I away. I totally imagine you, like, in L.A., you're like that guy that's trying to coax the hobos with your little child voice. <laughs> that's what you're doing right now. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not doing that. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay, says Jake. Can we want to get that image out of my head? Uh, all right. Let's um let's get into one of the other kind of big topics of the week, which is the blank and double game week schedule. So first off, Jake, you're sideways fucked on this. I, you know, Jake, we need to rewind again because remember that time we told people to hold off on their wild cards and you went and just played it anyways. Yeah, I do. <clears throat> How are you feeling about it right now? I feel great. Do you? Yeah. Because once we start talking about this blank and double game week schedule, which I know you did not look forward to at all, I think you're going to be a little bit nervous about how to manage it. Uh, let me start by saying that I think this year's blank and double game week schedule is one of the harder ones I've seen in the last probably four or five years since I, I mean, I've been kind of seriously playing probably for like about four years. Um, casually playing for maybe six, this is probably one of the hardest I've ever seen. Does that make you feel any better or worse about playing your wild card? Makes me feel better. That's so backwards. You are such an idiot. I don't know. I'm not that worried yet. Okay. Well, let's talk about it then. So here's what it is looking like. Uh, small blank game week in 27. And there's not going to be many teams that are going to blank. Um, Man City Everton is for sure going to be a blank in 27. And then either the Spurs Burnley game or the Chelsea Brighton game, uh, depending on that Spurs Chelsea, um, is that the second F leg? Yeah. Oh yeah. Second leg of the Carabao cup. Right. Yep. Um, so that is next week, I believe. Yes. Yep. I think so. Yeah, I think it's it's next week. So, uh depending on the result of that game, either Spurs and uh Spurs, Burnley or Chelsea Brighton will be a blank. So there's going to be four teams that won't play. So not not a huge deal. Blank game week 31. This is where it gets just a little bit tricky. Um Chelsea Everton is a pretty high percentage chance of blanking as is United and City. Um this is based off the FA Cup fourth round draw. Um or excuse me, the, yeah, the FA Cup, that'll uh, be the fifth round. Is that correct? Yes. I think so. I might be misspeaking, but but I'm just looking at it. So it's Chelsea, Everton are, are pretty high ch percentage chance of blanking. United City, pretty high percentage chance. Uh, Spurs, Palace, Wolves, Arsenal. And then it starts getting into that like 50% and lower chance of blanking. What we're likely to see is like around probably like four games being crossed off the docket. So that would mean eight teams are likely not playing. Okay, so in 27, just a few, and 31, a couple more. Um, now, 32 looks like the most likely time to have the double game week. This is not yet confirmed, but it does look like that's when there's probably going to be the space for fixtures to fit in. Blank game week then, again in 33, which is the FA Cup semifinals, and then another double game week in 35. So I know that that's a lot that I just threw at you, so let me just hit it one more time. Uh, small blank game week in 27, uh, pretty normal or bigger game week in 30, blank game week in 31, double in 32, blank in 33, double in 35. So a ton of like fixture variability in a really, really short period of time. In years past, we've had a little bit more cushion like between game weeks. 
Uh, but this year it does not look like that's going to be the case. Initially looking at that, Jake, what are your first thoughts? First thoughts are I'm not going to be too worried about game week 27 because I have zero Man City and zero Spurs players. Uh, and I think Spurs are going to move on through personally. But uh, then it does look a little bit treacherous. But the one thing that I have working in my favor is I have till game week 31, 32 to do just regular transfers as I need. I mean, that's 10 game weeks. Um. Obviously, having a wild card and a free hit chip would be nice, which a lot of people will have, and and kudos to them. Um, So probably think of using one around that that time, and then you're going to have to turn around and use the other one very quickly as well. So I think I'm going to just plan on waiting until game week 33 or 35 to, to do that, or, you know, or just play a free hit chip on one of the doubles and even stretch out to getting to game week 35 and just not worrying too much about the blanks. Just try to start the best team I can. Yeah, I think so for someone in your situation, I think that's exactly right. So you can't get too hung up on the blank game weeks. You're going to need to make sure you save what you have for your doubles. Um, There's a couple options. I kind of have, I kind of broke it down into like three potential ways that you could navigate this. Um, I mean, there's like, there's a bunch of ways you could try to do it, but kind of three main ways so i think in both or almost all three options it's probably going to be best to kind of try to navigate like 27 and 31 those first two little blank game weeks just with the transfers that you have like don't use chips in that time i think i was trying to figure out a way that maybe you know outside of that to break that mold but i really think that you should just try to manage 27 and 31 with the 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 free transfers that you have um all right, so first option, you would look to like wild card maybe in 32. Uh, you'd free hit in that blank 33, and then you would bench boost in that other double game week in 35. So that would get you through that kind of like congestion there. Option two, uh, you could free hit in game week 32 instead of wild carding. You would wild card in 34, and then you could bench boost in 35. So that's the other thing to kind of keep in the back of your head is how are you going to combine your wild card with either your triple captain or your bench boost? Because you you really want to try to capitalize with having the maximum amount of players possible or that best triple captain option that you can get. The third option, and currently it's the one that I'm considering, um, I'm going to be, again, using transfers uh, up into game week 32 so from now basically to 32, I'm just looking at like getting my team set up for that double game week. Uh, I would then triple captain in 32, wild card uh, in, excuse me, free hit in 33, wild card in 34, bench boost in 35. So I know that was a lot that I just threw out there. Basically what I'm saying is uh, you probably want to re-listen to that little part of the pod at some point. Uh, look at a fixture calendar while you're doing it so that you can see what's coming up. Um, we don't, it's not all confirmed yet. So between, I believe game weeks, is it 26 and 27 or 27, 28, there is an international break, uh, which will let, will let us kind of sit down and like truly evaluate exactly what's going on and be able to see like, you know, uh, where all the blanks and doubles are going to fall because everything will be settled by then. So basically what I'm saying is sit down, get a fixture calendar out, think about when you want to drop those wild cards and free hits, um, bench boost and triple captains, uh, what might work best for your team. Yeah, this next week I'm going to get a ball of yarn, some pictures of like team logos, <laughs> and it's going to look like an FBI slash CIA crime board or whatever. And my wife's going to be like, can you just like go outside and take a hike or a walk at least? And I'm going to be like, no. So <laughs> Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's what I'm going to be doing this next couple Close of Close the off. door. <laughs> You're just completely naked. Yeah. I'm just going to, my beard's going to be like out of control. Right. You're, so. you're in the nude. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't keep, know where the new keep, thing came from, but sure. Yeah, I know where it came from. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I just can't see you. I don't know anyone that doesn't do all their FPL research in the nude. I would be in that boat, but 
It's okay. So in the in the nude camp. No, I'd be in the non-nude <laughs> camp. Okay. Okay. All right. Something to think about. Okay. Um. So we will talk about that more later. Basically, Jake hasn't said a word yet this whole pod because I've been talking. So, um, we'll talk about that more later. But just start thinking about it now. Um, and don't get too hung up on game week twenty-seven, which is coming up. Um, City and Everton assets for sure going to be missing out. Don't don't get too freaked out about that. Just have some subs to be able to deal with it. Uh, okay, Mark is going to ask this question, and you kind of already alluded to it, but how on earth will Jake navigate a likely blank in 31 and 33 and likely double in 32, 35 without a wild card? Does he realize how much planning and the hundreds of spreadsheets he will need to find a way through? Why is he so impatient and myopic with his second wild card? Great word Good use of the word myopic. Yeah. Uh, why, why are you so myopic, Jake? I still don't regret it. I mean, we haven't talked about our teams, but I had a really great week. And I just think that giving myself the time to just make transfers as is, it'll be fine. I think a lot of people end up actually hurting themselves with all these changes by trying to get too crazy. It's still going to be hard even if you had the wild card. It really won't help people a ton. Um, I think, yes, the most experienced FPL FPL players, they're going to do fine, but I wasn't going to catch them at the end of the season. I'm just trying to make as much green arrows up as I can, and I'm happy with my decision. That hasn't changed yet. Yeah, that's a fair answer. I I do think that when, as Mark says, when things roll around, um, you're going to need some serious spreadsheets, but the yarn and the pictures could be good too. Yeah, I like that old school strategy. Okay. Uh, yeah, Stephen Toomey, kind of same similar question. What does it take for an FPL manager to practice a little bit of patience? It takes a lot, Stephen. Jake, Jake knows because he has zero patience. Yeah, Jake doesn't know. So yeah. Well, I guess on that note, Jake, how did uh, how did you do? Uh, how many points did you have this week? Um, yeah. What types of performances did you have from players? And what was your your overall rank? Yeah. So ended up with seventy five. The average was forty nine. It looks like. Um, game week rank was 82,500. Um, so really good. Not a lot of returns this week. I mean, it's crazy. You look at my team and it still doesn't look that fantastic, but Dingye or Dingye, I can never say his name. Dingy. Dingy. Lucas. (laughs) Uh, big game for me. 12 points. Uh, with the assist and the clean sheet and the bo- full bonus. Uh, Van Dyke and AA, I'm loving the double Liverpool backline as of now. So both clean sheets and Virgil got me one bonus point. I, I do wish I would have pushed a little bit more for Robertson, but I couldn't afford him at the time. But we'll see. I could maybe make a switch a little bit later if need be. Um, and then Obi-Wan, uh, that was... I, mixed feelings about that Crystal Palace because I do have Gaita. I didn't play him. Everyone, it seemed like on Twitter, did. <laughs> so they lost points there, which was, you know, nice for me. But I also think Crystal Palace would have kept that clean sheet had he not gone out for some reason. I just I just feel like they would have. Um, but Obi-Wan still somehow managed to get three bonus points. So the, yeah, outrageous. Yeah, and the midfield just this week was abysmal in general i feel but hazard and pogba got me an assist and then sala the captain got me a goal and some bonus points which is nice uh just playing rashford up top also worked out for me so with the goal what's your overall rank now overall is up to four hundred and seventy thousand. so i'm i'm pleased i need to keep moving up i want to i'm catching some guys in our our small group as well okay uh I'll do my team now. Um, so I had 73, which also a pretty good a good game week. I'm happy with it. Uh, about 130,000 overall in the game week. Uh, overall rank up to just under 5,000. So I, I've recovered a little bit of, of points after I had been kind of struggling for some time. Um, I had pretty good returns. Uh, Fabianski in goal. Uh, Rabo, Laporte, and uh, TAA all getting me points off the back. Uh, Pogba and Haz with dimes, and then Sala with the captain. So, uh, yeah, Wan-Bissaka came in off my bench because Wilson did not play, which was great to have four points coming in off your bench there. 
So all in all, good game week. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, onward and upward. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, should we look at the league dive leaderboard? Yeah, I think we can do that. We haven't done that too frequently lately. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's been a little bit of movement, kind of same. It looks like it's about the same top ten, um, but but a little bit of movement. Um, Damian McCallion uh, in tenth. Matt Frisky ninth. FPL Dare eight. Uh, Neil Curra seven. Marco in six. John Eric Torsteinson uh, in fifth. Andrew Bladen in fourth. Samuel Shapiro in third. Fripe Person in second, and Arnie Marius Haugen up in first, and Arnie Homebrew FC, uh, that's a new first placer for us, and an overall world ranking of 477, so pretty solid on an 81-point game week there. Oh, wow. That is some good work. Wow. I don't even know how you could get 81 points this week, it seems. Yeah, there weren't a lot of ton of points to be had, uh, so really nailed it. Um Let's just talk about a few things. A few people that our listeners are through in the cup. Uh, Andy Goodland is on to round seven, I believe, is the next round here. Uh, Andy DM'd me, and I I responded to Andy. I can't wait uh, for you to send us half of everything that you win when you win it all. And his response was, sounds good. I'll send you the stress ball that I win. (laughs) Yeah. Which is pretty funny because I think it's actually one of the things you win. You get a stress ball. And I responded, Andy, can't you read? I said I want half. You will send me half of a stress ball, and then I will cut that stress ball in half and send it to Jake. And we will both have a quarter stress ball, and you will have a half stress ball. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm not sure how well that stress ball is going to work once you do that, though. It's just something to think about while you're cutting it in half. You're some sort of stress ball expert now? Yes, yeah. Jake, you're a vet, okay? Stay in your lane. Yeah, I deal with a lot of stress. Just saying. It's because you're a... Never mind. All right. Uh, so Andy threw. Uh, Lewis not threw, unfortunately. He thought maybe he had a chance. Uh, Shark Jr. threw. FPL the Adam threw to the next round. And uh, he had told me that he thinks it's down to 65,536 teams at this point. So doing quite well um i did have a question from patty that we aren't really ready to answer but i did want to bring it up on the pod in case anyone could help us with it Uh, patty says do you guys have any stats about rank increase in the second half of the season i had a poor start and ended festivus at around 500k my squad looks better and i've had a few game weeks a few good game weeks is top 10k still possible i don't have any stats on stuff like that um I mean, I guess, Jake, what is, like, your initial thought? Like, if you were at 500K, which is kind of where you're at, yeah. like, is top 10K reasonable, or is that, like, pretty outrageous? I, I would think it's pretty outrageous, just because just more teams are, like, settled in what they're doing. So, unless you nail, like, all the surprises for the rest of the year out and really do well with all those double and blank game weeks, I think that's stretching it. I think a hundred k is more reasonable. What um what what did you say your overall was right now? Like about five hundred? Yeah, it is about. It's a little under five hundred. So. Okay, so let's just do a little math. How many points overall do you have right now? Um, let me go check that. Overall, I'm at twelve forty. Okay, so I'm right now at about five thousand. So just for reference, it's not ten thousand, but it's it's kind of in the middle there, and I'm at. 1440 so it's a difference of 164 points um between our two spot our our spots right now Mm -hmm. uh there's currently how many game weeks left uh there are 16 game weeks left so 164 divided by 16 game weeks so you would need to score uh on average 10 points more than me to catch me each game week to catch me by the end of the season. Yeah, when you now, say I, it that way, it seems possible. But go go ahead, I interrupted you. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not like, I guess it's not out of the question, but I would say that it's pretty improbable, right? Yeah, I guess the question is most most of these teams are going to have similar players, right? Like most people are going to have Liverpool backline, maybe a Chelsea defender mixed in there, maybe right. uh, you know an Everton or. Uh, like a Leicester player or Crystal Palace, but 
that you're you're hoping that those two or three different players always hit every week for you and again that's comparing to 400 thousand other teams like some of those teams probably are identical to you like so it's just really i think 10k is a little bit of a stretch probably doable if you really just finish unbelievably um but i think 100k is a better uh like point to try to hit to yeah i agree and i think that you're right in saying that there's just not as much chance for variability and differential at this point in the season because I mean, it's not that there aren't differentials that exist. It's just that the main points getters are pretty well established at this point, And most people that are doing well are going to have said players. Yeah. You would also have to think, though, if you like hit your triple captain and your bench boost, that's going to be what's yep. really key. Because it, I really mean, big. that could be an extra 50 points if you hit the right triple captain and it's a little bit of a differential. That's true. Like a couple years ago, Sanchez... Like when he, I think it was during his like monster season with Arsenal two seasons back. I thought that was the year, or maybe the year before. He on a double game week scored like I think he had four goals and three assists, and both games he had like tri- he had all three bonus points, and they had a clean sheet. Like it was an absurd amount of points, and anybody that triple captained him just soared. Yeah, what happened to him? Ugh. Let's not get into the arsenal podcast so <laughs> yeah probably a good idea okay i think what's probably best is to take a really quick break here uh when we come back we've got a jake's birthday gift that he needs to open um and then we have a, quite a few questions i think we have like 15 questions we've kind of grouped them based off like teams and uh and and types of questions so we'll go through all those talk a little bit about captains and our plans for this next week and wrap up the pod stay tuned Welcome back. I am enjoying a delicious Bell's Special Double Cream Stout uh, beer. It is spectacular. Uh, and so I think it's probably time now, while I'm kind of finishing my beer up, that Jake open his birthday gift. So if you listen to the pod a couple weeks ago, Jake sent me a Christmas gift, a, de- a delicious beer from a Stone Brewing. Uh, and so I thought I would get Jake a nice gift as well. Um, actually, Jake posed the gift as a mold of his penis. So that's a little little side note to what was going on there. Uh, but I sent Jake a gift for his birthday here, which took place yesterday. Jake, you going to open the gift? Yeah. Uh, just one quick question. How big was that uh, mold of my penis? The mold? Yeah. How big was it? It, it, it was, um, well, I guess because it, it had a, a bottle of beer on the inside. So to give people like a, a reference, um, it was like one of those, you know, those mini liquor bottles that you can get at the gas station. That's like was the size. I've never seen those as beer bottles. But, yeah. And I was like, yeah, this this makes about sense. I mean, it's kind of, you know, because it was a specialty beer. So it's a little bit of a smaller bottle because otherwise it'd be too expensive. So, well, um, I guess but, our I mean, podcast definitely... is based on lies now. Is it? Yeah. All right. I'm 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 going to open this gift. I'm going to do it. So, okay. All right. Do it. Ooh, what is this? What do we got there? Uh, it's a shirt. It's got okay. some. It got has some writing on it. Uh, it says, "If loving pumpkin spice makes me a basic white girl, then call me Becky." <laughs> this is awesome. How do you like it? I like it. I'm gonna be wearing this for the rest of the pod. We haven't had a lot of pumpkin spice talk since this fall, so I thought, you know, I get you that shirt. You can you can rock it. Yeah, definitely. I might wear this into work. I don't need. You scrubs. probably shouldn't wear that to work. It's probably a bad idea. Nah, it'll be fine. So, um, now did you get the other gift I sent you? So, <laughs> this is something I I'm not sure if this was from you, but a while back there was a small Amazon package, um, and I opened it, and it was just a thing of baby oil. <laughs> Okay, so that was you. <laughs> my wife was like, "This is creepy. I think we should return it." And I'm like, uh, "It could just be from Marco. It doesn't really make sense." <laughs> so, okay, glad to glad to have figured that mystery out. So. It doesn't. It really doesn't make sense to you. Uh, no, not really. 
It was from Festivus, Jake. We had oh, we yeah, that's right. In that the makes of grievances, sense. and I wanted to do it in the nude, in full baby oil. I don't think that baby oil would work for for us. I don't think that's enough. So, is it? It's not enough baby oil. No, I think you need to send a bigger, you know, container. What if we mix it? What if we mix it with olive oil? Oh yeah, that would work then. So it would be baby olive oil. Yeah, we could do that. So it's like even better than extra virgin. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's some sort of sexual innuendo there, but I should probably stop. Okay. Um, Let's get into uh, Game Week 23 questions. We've got a lot of stuff to kind of chat about. Um, Like I said, uh, almost 15 questions that people have sent in. Um, Oh, by the way, I did want to say this as well. Um, We've been getting like a ton of questions lately, whether they be like email, DMs, Twitter, whatever. Um, I'm trying to get as many of them into the pod as I can. Once in a while, I do miss some, or we just don't have enough time to do all of them. Um, never thought we'd have that problem, but it is the case once in a while. So I totally uh, apologize if you did send something in and we didn't get it on here. Uh, it's nothing against you. It's just sometimes we have to be a little, we have to kind of pick certain ones. So please continue to like send stuff in, um, because we, we always want as many to choose from every, every week as we can. So, um, it's hard to be famous, Jake, you know? Yeah, it's hard being it's hard being green. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Uh okay, let's get started. So, uh top of the pod here, Man United uh questions 2.0 asks is De Gea now a set and forget option or is he still too expensive? Uh what do you think, Jake? I feel like that's a little uh rushed. I mean, yeah. I I didn't watch their game unfortunately because it was later in the day i think i was asleep obviously keeping a clean sheet against spurs is is definitely a step in the right direction but mm-hmm. i don't know how many chances spurs truly had and it's like so we have a couple clean sheets from them now it's not something to be like that excited about right i mean the the bigger problem for me would be that he had to make 11 saves in the match. Oh, yeah. um, normally, I'm, like, all about that. Like, yeah, I make lots of saves. But, like, if you watch the match, which I did, if if Spurs had been even a, a half step quicker to some of the balls or even slightly more clinical, uh, they could have scored three goals. Uh, then we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So I'm not interested in the slightest. Uh, but, hey. If if you're looking for a set and forget and you have that kind of money, um, not necessarily a bad option with the fixtures that are coming up. I just think that your money's better spent elsewhere. I would agree. No. So on the same kind of note, though, then Marvin asked, uh, should we consider Luke Shaw at 4.9? And Cy reminded me to refer to him as Travis Shaw so that you'd know what we were talking about. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good differential idea but again i think there's better options like we talked about lucas from everton we know he gets into the attack a lot more like you know luke shaw does somewhat he did in the beginning of the year but he's gone so long without like attacking returns yeah i think a guy like lucas is better suited both those defense give give up a ton of chances so you have those guys more just for their ability to get attacking returns in the first place anyways i feel yeah you also have doherty and taa kind of close in that price range right so luke shaw's sorry travis shaw Mm -hmm. is at 4.9 uh digne and doherty uh taa 5.2 each um you know i i feel like maybe the better option is to try to stretch your funds a little bit and get up to one of those guys um on the other hand if you don't have uh, Juan Basaka on your team you could go with somebody like that at 4.3 maybe that's a better move with the amount of bonus points that he gets yeah I I agree with that I think TAA is the the best out of that group just because of the team he plays for and then all the rest of them are all very similar I think Doherty has shown that he can tend to get returns at whatever the cost, but also Wolves defense has been very suspect of late, but these other two players they're, they're you know, like with Lucas and uh, Travis Shaw or Luke Shaw, both their defenses are not very good either. Yeah. So I guess like at this point, 
if you're looking for a differential, maybe, you know, I, well, here's a question for you. Would you look at De Gea or Travis Shaw? If you had, if you're going to pick one, which one would you be looking at? Travis, because he doesn't cost so much more. Yeah, that would be the big thing for me. At 4.9, I feel like it's pretty, like, low-risk, decent ceiling there, right? Like, he's not going to get a lot of attacking returns, but their next fixtures are Brighton at home, Burnley at home, Leicester away, Fulham away, Liverpool home, tough fixture, then Crystal Palace away, Southampton home. So they have, like, a, some some really good fixtures coming up, especially the next two. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Plus, you don't have to uh, play him every week. If you bring in De Gea, you know you're pro- De Gea. You're probably gonna have to play him for the rest of the year. So yeah, don't be insensitive, Jake. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, being insensitive. Uh, Armand wrote in. Um, he actually emailed in. Uh, he wrote in last week, and I missed his question. Uh, but I have that question further on the list here, and he he wrote in this week as well. Uh, Armand here. I'm one of the people who don't own any Man United players, and I'm keen to bring in Rash. Is it worth taking a hit to bring in Rash for Jimmy and Snodgrass to a 4.5 mid or hold the transfer and pray United don't haul again? Uh, let me just start off with this first. Um, Rashford, I think I think it's really hard to look away from him. Um, you know, I was like pretty leery in the beginning thinking that Lukaku was going to come in and, and be taking his minutes, but it sounds like Ole really likes Rashford. All the reports out of, of the United camp are that he is the man that he will be continuing to play. And you can see when Lukaku comes in, uh, Martial normally is the one that gets taken off, and then Rashford just remains in the match as a winger. So I do think that Rashford is, is going to be guaranteed lots and lots of playtime, and he's been playing great. They like the fact that he can stretch the pitch for them by running in down the channels. Uh, and, and honestly, he's been playing really well, too, like with his back to goal or or when he breaks that back line, attacking uh, center backs. And he's been really good. So I think you do need to get him in. He's been price rising like crazy, just nonstop, up, up, up. Um, I would be looking to do whatever I have to do to get him in. And if that means Snod down to a 4.5, I think that's actually a great move because Snodgrass looks like he's going to be the one that's going to get bumped now that Nazari is in the side for West Ham. Yeah, I don't disagree with anything that you said there. Taking a hit is a little bit hard. Um, Brighton at home, like at home makes it a better fixture, but Brighton's defense has been a lot better. And again, Rashford, I don't know how many times he's going to get double like hauls, like assists and goals. I don't think against Brighton that would be the team that he does it, so... I think if you could manage to just rearrange your team to do it the following week, that might be the better way. But I agree, you need to get Rashford in. I guess the concern for me is like the price rising. So like if you wait another game week, so let's see, let's just look at him really quickly. I'm going to pull him up here. Uh, My computer is being slow. Okay, so he's at 7.4 right now. Um, do I have the price change data on him? So he, let's see, he started at, like in, in the beginning of January, he was at 7.2. Uh, he rose again to 7.3, and now he's rose again to 7.4. So in like three game weeks, he's rose 0.3. And if you rewind a little bit more, uh, he was even he was even lower than that. He was at uh, 7.0, like right before Christmas. Uh, so he's just flying up. I'm I'm nervous that he's going to uh, to to just you know continue to rise. Yeah, that's fair. I, I wouldn't disagree. Armand, good luck. Uh, two point oh. A uh, lot of Man City questions here. So he asks, with Mendy back soon, Sané is going to need to make way in the remaining uh, squads he exists in. So. Here's a thread on some potential replacements, and he listed a bunch of different guys. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about replacement potentials in a moment. Garf also asked if managers are playing their wild card and planning long-term. Does Mendy come back into the reckoning, and what impact does it have on Sané? And Emma FPL asked, which city players are the hottest for the next few weeks? And please uh, critique the city game, as I'm keen to have some sharp analysis on what you thought of the game from an FPL point of view. Oh, Emma, you're you're so confused if you think we can give you anything sharp. Uh, but let's talk City, Jake. Um, Mendy supposed to maybe be back like this next game week or the game week after. 
Uh, Pep was making it sound like before February, almost certainly. Does that affect Sané at all? We've talked about this a little bit. Well, in the beginning of the season, I would have said definitely. Then when he was healthy and Sané was playing well, not so much. So I think it remains to be seen, but... I wouldn't be completely scared to ha- to keep Sané. Like if I if I owned him, I wouldn't be like I need to get him out right now. I would give him a few game weeks together and see what happens, what transpires. Yeah, I completely agree. No point in being hasty. I do think though that typically Pep likes, you know, Mendy in at that left back spot because they don't really have any other good left backs. And it seems that when he's had Mendy out there because Mendy's providing the width then he doesn't need Sané in that position as critically. And so maybe Sané makes way. But the reality of it is that whole squad is just, its they're all healthy now. It's insane with the exception. Once Mendy's back, I think they basically have like a full squad. Uh, and I think that, that takes us to Emma's question, honestly. I guess like in terms of, you know, she asked about critique the city game. So the match today, I watched the second half. Um the reality of it is when that red card went in for wolves it was it's challenging to truly evaluate what was going on in that match because city just were were absolutely having their way but that said i think we can still talk about city kind of in general now with this this fully healthy squad oh my gosh it, it's impossible to even think about players that you would want to have on their team i i can't figure it out personally yeah, that's and that's why I'm personally staying away at this time. It's not like their players are cheap. The only players that are reasonably priced in their midfield are uh, David and uh, Bernardo, the Silvas. Most of the other players that are cheap in the midfield don't get a lot of attacking returns like Fernandino, Fernandinho or um, Gundogi. So the midfield is really treacherous to me because is it going to be De Bruyne is it going to be Sterling is it going to be Sané are they going to play every week is Mars going to come in who knows <clears throat> so right. that's hard for me to to shell out 10 million I, I guess Sané's the cheapest at 9.5 and now we're worried about him playing because Mendy's back so to me I'm probably just going to get in Mendy and just be happy with that as we talked about too it looks like they're going to miss out game week 27 so I don't think I want three Man City assets at this time. Right. So for me, I have Laporte right now, and I have plenty of money in my bank. I'm thinking about possibly Mendy once he's back playing, just because he offers a little bit more from an attacking perspective. The only other player that I would consider on the City the city lineup or in the City lineup would probably be Sterling. Um, I'm afraid Sané's going to get bumped minutes. Aguero and Jesus are going to continue to trade minutes just to purely to keep Aguero healthy. They can't do with him being hurt again when the end of the season starts rolling around and they're competing for trophies. Uh, so I, I don't think that that Aguero is going to be playing as many minutes in in the league. Uh, yeah, and that and like presents said, the other problem of you can't really go for one of their forwards either or because if they're going to be rotating all the time, you're, right. you don't want to pay that price. Yeah, there's just. I don't know. It's hard right now for me. The the other thing that's interesting about City, they score so many FPL points, right? Like as a team, but they spread the points around really, really well. Like so many players walk away with points every game. It's just different when you look at like a team like Liverpool where Salah is the one that puts up so many of their FPL points. Yeah, exactly. I don't disagree in the least bit, so... Okay, so I think we hit most of the city questions there. Um, all right, a bunch of Spurs questions then. And um, if you don't know yet, it sounds like Kane has a relatively significant injury. Um, ben Dinnery is reporting that uh, he has swelling around the ankle. I think it's the same ankle as he hurt last season, which is concerning. Um The initial kind of thoughts are that he's going to be out three to four game weeks or, you know, roughly a month. Um, We'll see exactly. Uh, Spurs made a statement today that they're going to wait till later in the week when the swelling goes down to make a a more formal assessment. But that's what's kind of sneaking out of their camp right now. Um, First off, I, I 
you know, I've I've said this year, I, I like Harry Kane as, you know, an individual. I don't like him as an FPL asset. I think he's a great footballer. Um, and I would never wish injury upon any player. But, you know, Spurs, uh, they make me so mad. Um, they can, they almost deserve that this injury has happened, um, to Harry Kane. They ride him so incredibly hard. When, when they were in the FA Cup third round, they played, um, who was that? Is it Tranmere? Is that who that is? (laughs) Yeah. Tranmere Rovers. Yeah. Tranmere. So they're playing Tranmere Rovers. Uh, Kane doesn't start the match. They're up six nothing. They bring him on in like the seventy fifth minute or something. He bangs a goal. They were up six nothing. What like what is Potch thinking? I don't care if Harry Kane says I can go, I can go, I can go. Like that's the job of the manager to say no. We need you for the rest of the season. You have a history of ankle injuries. I, I don't know. It, it's almost frustrating to me. Like part of me was. I never want a player to get hurt, but part of me was just like, yeah, you guys deserve that. Yeah, not to mention that I thought you were also going to say they haven't really brought anyone in. And, you know, kudos to Potch to not mix up the team chemistry, but most of these EPL teams now have at least two you know, pretty outstanding forwards. You think Arsenal has Lacazette and Aubameyang, um, you know, Man City, Jesus and Kane, and now like you mean jesus and aguero aguero yeah sorry not kane, kane doesn't play for city i know i know i know it's still my morning um yeah, <laughs> and then you know man united have rashford and lukaku who both aren't aren't bad it's yeah it's that's true really yeah. just spurs i mean even chelsea what are you saying what are with, you saying about what are you saying about Lorente? i just i that goes into the other point i don't think i would be going with Lorente right off the bat that's for sure hmm. But um, so we have a bunch of questions here. Um, Sai says with Sun gone, and if Kane is confirmed out a few games, uh, can Jeremy Irons' love child Lamella be a cheap midfield option, or as I like to say, Lamella, or perhaps Lorente up front? Those fixtures are tasty. Lewis asks if Kane is dead. <laughs> that's true; he could be. Is it wise to move sideways for one of the other big hitters, or jump down to an inform Rashford and pocket the cash? Uh, Gautam says Spurs assets to consider consider with Sun gone and Kane possibly injured. Pros and cons of playing the early wild card. We'll talk to that in a moment. Uh, and then desperately seeking Dussin. Time to ditch Spurs assets with no Sun, Suzoko, and possibly Kane now. Maybe bring Sun in when he returns for a Sane, uh, for a Sane since Mendy will probably be match fit by then too. Okay. Wait, that's Dusan. Desperately seeking Dusan. Oh, I'm desperately seeking Dusan Tadic, right? Yeah. I think that's what it is. The old days. I miss him. I love I love Tadage. I love some Tadage. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, one of the most disappointing FPL players of all time. Oh, it's hurtful to say. It's kind of how I feel about you as a podcast co-host. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Let's start with the first one. Uh, if Kane's out for how many weeks does he need to be out, Jake, for you to think that he needs to go out of your team? Oof. Four for sure. Three, yeah. probably. Yeah, that's how I am too. I think if it's more than two game weeks that he's for sure out. Because the thing that, that gets nerve-wracking is like if there, if, if Potch comes out, it's like he's going to miss the next game. You're like, okay, I can hang on. But if he's like, he's going to miss two games, maybe three, you're like, whoa, 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 now you're throwing baby in there? You know, maybe it's four then, right? So you need to distribute those funds. It's crunch time now. You got to make moves. So if he's out, move him. Uh the i think i mean i don't know it depends on your team structure and what you have for transfers but if you have one transfer i'm probably looking at just like kane to obama man i mean i know i've said like i'm not big on the 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 strikers uh but obama man i think his stats have been pretty solid the last few game weeks and they have some nice fixtures coming up too so you wouldn't go down to rashford see i thought you were gonna say rashford for sure because that's where i would lean more well, I think that I think it depends on your your structure, right? So if you go down to Rashford, then you have a bunch in the bank. If you have a second move in mind, then it makes sense. But if you don't, like if you like your team structure, if you like the way your team's set up, then maybe just Kane to Obama Yang. And the thing is, that gives you money too. That's true. So I don't know. I mean, personally, I would be going down to Rashford. 
but that's just kind of been my strategy all year is to avoid big hitters like that. Yeah, I guess top. I think we agree. It would be Aubameyang or Rashford would be the two to move to, and it just depends if you have that second free or if you have a plan to deal with all that extra cash because it is a lot, and you know who knows? Your midfield might be set. You might like that a lot. What are you going to do with it? It would have to go to the defense then. Yeah. Uh, Side is asking an interesting question about Lamela. Um, cheap midfield option. Uh, he has had a pretty ridiculous like returns per minute as an FPL asset. Uh, he basically just scores all of the time uh, FPL points um, whenever he's on the pitch. That said, he's normally hurt roughly 90% of the season, um, and so that, that doesn't necessarily play out well for him. Uh, he has four goals and two assists on the year, 609 total minutes played, uh, which is really almost nothing. Um, Sun, for sure, out. Suzoko going to be gone for some time. Kane, out. Uh, Lucas Mora apparently still potentially not doing the greatest. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but potentially not completely healed. Is Lamala an option? He's a big risk, but if he plays, I think he's worth it. If if you so, have a cheap midfield that you'd like to switch to, yeah, he's only at, he costs only six point one. I guess that's what's maybe semi attractive, but like. At this point in the season, this is maybe a bigger strategy question, but worth taking a risk or not so much? It just kind of depends where you're at. I, I would say if in your position where you're top, you know, 500, no, I wouldn't do it. But if you want to try to make up some room in your leagues, he's an interesting... I mean, I think Spurs are still good enough to beat the teams that they're playing. Like, let's just read off who they play. Um, oh, I got rid of Sun. I need to, like go to Kane here do you want me to do it for you Fulham away to Fulham home Watford home Newcastle home Leicester away to Burnley and none of those teams defensively have been very good they're not the worst recently but they're they're not you know like I would be much more worried about like Brighton um even Southampton I think are are better than those teams right now so yeah, I, okay. I I would say having a asset from Spurs right now is still a good idea. Hmm. Okay, I like it. Um, let's keep rolling because we're kind of starting to run long, and we have a few more questions that I want to hit kind of fast, and then get into our captains and our plans for the week uh, so that we don't run too long. All right, uh, FPL Ninja, fast question: Keeper, sell Hazard, troll. Keeper sell Jake Hazard. I'm keeping right now. He got an assist. It's not a ton, but I don't know where I would go with him. We talked about the Man City. I have Salah. We talked about the Man City options. I don't think right. going down to any player is better, except, I mean, do you think Pogba maybe? Yeah, maybe. I could see maybe if, if you don't have Pogba, if that's a player that you're, you could look to. I mean, the reality of it is he's the second highest scoring midfielder in the game. I know that some people have argued that that a lot of that came earlier in the season and that maybe your money could be spent better elsewhere. I just don't really know like where else I would put it. So, But also in his last six, he had 13-2-15-3-3-5. It's not terrible. He no, it's were... pretty good. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. It, you just kind of have to roll with the not-so-good weeks and then the really great weeks with him. Uh, okay, let's do some lightning answers here. We have four questions. So, Dingy, Doherty, or Alonzo, which one should go for a Liverpool defender? Which one would you drop? If nothing else mattered to me, Doherty. Okay. Mario, thoughts turning to wild cards, and I've got an eye on game week 27 to the end of the season players and teams with good runs. Are you guys starting to think about second half of the season keepers like Sala and TAA? Jake, look at your team right now. Pull it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, give me three guys that, if you had to put money on it, a hundred bucks per player, they would be on your team at the end of the year. Three. Yep, three. Pick them. Uh, Van Dyke, TAA, mm, probably Rashford. I-, I think Salah would be up there as well, but. I may at the end, depending on fixtures, I haven't looked, just 
switch him to like a Sterling if I want to triple captain a guy that's less right, owned. Right, then that's what I was going to say. So they, Liverpool, I don't know exactly how their double blank game weeks line up, but because they're out of one of the two or both of the domestic cup tournaments, I think they're out of both. Yeah, they're out of both of the domestic mm-hmm. cup tournaments, aren't they? Yep, both. They lost to Wolves recently. Right, so because they're out, um, they they will not have double game weeks like some of the other teams will. So um, for me, I would say Robertson and TAA I will keep for sure, but Salah, because of the amount of money tied up in him, I could see myself dropping him to like a Sterling and then using that funds for another double game week player. So the other thing same that's, kind of thing for me. It's just absurd. I'm sorry. We're, I know we're running long, but I'm just going to mention it real quickly. He, granted, I'm really glad he got a goal. I'm glad I captained him. I'm glad he got bonus. But again, he only scored once. Brighton aren't diff- aren't an easy team to play away from home. It still would. It blows my mind if you would have gone with another Liverpool defender like Robertson. You almost would have caught your points with Salah. Yeah. It didn't true. really matter this week because no one from City really did great. Hazard didn't do fantastic but it's it just blows my mind i could have really had the same points with just three liverpool defenders so as we said maybe not having salah will will be okay and and you go three liverpool defense a heavy hitter up front and and, you know solid midfield the rest of the way okay uh two more quick questions we got to answer them fast arman says hey guys been listening to the pod for a while oh yeah arman wrote in earlier uh, this was his question that I missed last week. First time writing in. I've had Abba and Kane for a while now, along with Sane's son and Haz. I need to get Salah in, but can't decide on the two players that need to make way. Since Son is le- leaving for the Asian Cup, should I get rid of Sane and Son for Salah and a 4.5 mid, or get rid of Son and Abba or Kane? I can't decide. I think the answer's kind of made now, right? Like, Kane's yeah. probably hurt. Son is gone. Make those moves. Yeah, that's an easy answer. Yeah. Uh, Marvin the Gooner. Jake, you probably love this guy, don't you? Yeah, we sh- we revel in the fantasticness that is Arsenal. Yeah, our Fanderson, I like that, Felipe Anderson. Fanderson and Richarlison worth holding on to, or should they be downgraded uh, to upgrade elsewhere? Uh, personal opinion, both of them actually played pretty well in their matches. Uh, they were both lively. They both created chances and got some shots. Richarlison had a ton of shots um, he had one box. cleared off the line, right? Right, had one cleared off the line. Anderson had a couple great attacks. I think they're decent picks uh, moving forward, especially because you know their price to me is kind of right. Like that that seven range is there's not a lot you know that you there's not many players that you'd you'd love from that position, and I love both those guys. I 100% agree. Felipe, I think, is better than Richarlison. Granted, his team, <clears throat> he doesn't get as much help. Uh, Arnie doesn't look good. That's just a quick comment on that. Um, he played the worst out of all the West Ham players against Arsenal, I thought. And Everton still have good fixtures. Uh, away Southampton, away Huddersfield. Like, I guess they're away, but a lot of goals to be had. And home against Wolves. Wolves haven't been defensively as good. So I would say that both those guys are worth holding on to. Bang and bang. That's all the questions for the the week, Jake. We did huh? good, huh? Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Sorry, we didn't get to get into a lot of them too much, but um, anyways, hopefully it gives some people some ideas of where to go this game week. Uh, let's just talk quickly about captain picks and kind of our plans. I mean, I think that the captain shouts are kind of obvious this game week. Um, you're probably either going to want to go with Salah against Crystal Palace at home. Crystal Palace have been pretty decent defensively but it's always good to, to captain Salah at home he has a great home scoring record um, against a, a lesser side and then I think City at Huddersfield if you have City assets that you can you can trust to start again the issue is just the rotation now that everyone's healthy there uh, you could maybe even captain like a United asset if you wanted to go a little bit differential against Brighton um, and I don't know would an Arsenal or Chelsea asset be outrageous to captain? Probably not, even though they're going against one another. That game, to me, is probably going to be kind of open, isn't it? It's risky. Um, my heart, or 
you know, my brain says it's going to be open, but my heart says, hey, Arsenal played a little bit better defensively and they're getting healthier and we know Chelsea have issues attacking. Right. So I would probably just stay away from that game if I had anyone else worth captaining, which I do. But like you said, if if you're in a pinch, I would lean more toward one of those players rather than Man United, actually, because Brighton have consistently been better defensively, although they are pretty terrible away from home. And then there's Spurs against Fulham. Yeah, but, but what do you now do we... right now? Right, right. We just don't really know, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you... I mean, have you like? Do you have plans for the week? Do you know what you're gonna do? Or? Well, yeah, I had an emergency phone call to you regarding the one plan because of Sun. I didn't want to bleed points, so I went oh, yeah. to Brooks um, from Bournemouth. I was debating between Frazier and Brooks. I ended up going with Brooks because he just has more goal threat. Uh, his XG's higher. As we talked about earlier, his shots are per 90 are 1.9, where Frazier's are like 1.35. Don't quote me on his, but they're, yeah. they're less than 1.4. Uh, the the difference is Frazier creates so many more key passes, but I went with Brooks. And I have okay. one transfer that I'm probably going to roll. Okay. I'm uh I'm thinking I need to get Rashford in, so i got to figure that out. But I think that's what I'll be doing. Okay, that's a good plan. So, Who's going to yeah. go for you? Do you know? I uh, got to free some funds. So, no, I don't know yet. Okay. I'll figure it out. Um, Well, that's your birthday pod, Jake. How was it? It was good. It was good. Excited about this I shirt. Think, I'm going to wear that to work for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, I think what we'll do is um, we'll get a picture of you in that shirt. We'll tweet it out for people. Mm-hmm. And then um, if anyone wants to find you and kill you, they can. Or just get me a PSL. Also, they could send you nudes for your birthday. That would be good, too. I don't necessarily need those. But they have to be pod-themed. So, like, there could be baby oil involved. There could be pumpkin spice involved. Um, you know, lots of different things. Yeah. If if they are going to send it, it's got to be at least pod-themed. You know, Festivus-themed. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of things that you could roll with for our... I'm excited. This is going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Um, people can follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Insta, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com, uh, and then download us wherever you find podcasts. Make sure you subscribe. Uh, some people have been leaving some reviews and things, uh, so we appreciate that. Uh, make sure you share your podcasts with your with your mates and friends. Um, the podcast has been growing, by the way. I haven't talked to you about that, people about that much lately, but, um, you know, we kind of went, we've kind of made these progressions, you know, where we get like three to 500 people listening and then five and 600. Now a lot of our pods are starting to hit in the, in the mid sevens for plays, which is kind of cool. So it's, it's getting up there and I'm hoping by the end of the year, you know, we have maybe roughly a thousand people that are listening to most of the podcasts. So help us out with that we appreciate the people that are doing the work for us just because they're nice people um sharing our stuff out and um anyways that's it jake you have anything to add yeah i mean once you get rid of me as your co-host you'll definitely hit the thousands so yeah can you imagine like what the podcast is going to be like once it's not you anymore on it fan it's gonna it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be like i would guess arsenal without winger you know yeah i would guess i can probably quit my day job I would agree. Oh, God, speaking of my day job, I have to go in in like six hours. Yeah, let's, hours. yeah let's wrap it up. All right, let's get out of here. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should die. <laughs> <laughs>